Thursday night football matchup between the Chargers and the Raiders. Will either of the head coaches see 2024? We're going to talk about that on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's roll. Baby. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. It is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's also Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks as well. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert from Locked On Titans, here with Alex Clancy, local expert from Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We got a Thursday night football matchup tonight between two teams that maybe aren't the most exciting teams to ever play, but there's some interesting things to talk about with those teams as well, mostly involving their head coaching positions. And we're going to let the head coaching position be the guide for today's show as well because we're going to talk about which head coaches should be fired at the end of the season and shouldn't be back with their teams next year. And then finally, the best games of week 15. The season's going fast. Time to appreciate football, folks. But we're going to do that here. Diving right into this matchup between the Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. And Alex, again, like I said to start, I think the most interesting conversation around both these teams is what they're going to do with their head coaching position. We're going to talk about head coaches a lot today, but with Brandon Staley and the Chargers at 5-8, and eight, Justin Herbert now injured and out for the season with finger surgery. And then you look at the Raiders, led by Aiden O'Connell right now. They had the, the bump, right, from the new head coach. They got the new head coach bump, but now things are kind of dying off with that shutout loss that they had against the Vikings. Do you think that either of the head coaches here, Antonio Gibson or uh, – not Antonio Gibson, my apologies there. But do you think that either of these head coaches make it back next year? No. Uh, you know, Antonio Pierce, I call it the... Yeah, uh, I said Gibson. What, Antonio Pierce, Pierce thank you. Yeah. Uh, the the Nate McMillan effect is what I call it. Yes, where you have exactly. A, you have a, uh, for those that haven't heard that, it's Nate McMillan is the best interim head coach in the history of the NBA. He comes in whatever team he's the assistant coach for. Head coach gets fired. He comes in. They're great for 10 games. He gets a contract extension, and then he becomes a mediocre head coach like he has been pretty much forever. Uh, Antonio Pierce is an interesting case study because we saw this with Jeff Saturday last year in kind of a weird Jim Ursay way about it. Antonio Pierce seems to command the locker room, so he may get yeah, absolutely. Run. I don't think that he's a guy you give four years as a head coach for, but who knows because, you know, it's Lloyd Christmas there over owning the uh, owning the um, uh, Vegas Raiders. Now, Brandon Staley is the Cliff Kingsbury, you know, defensive gopple, doppelganger. There is zero reason why Brandon Staley should still have a job. I don't know what Tom Telesco is thinking. I don't want to know what the Spanos family is thinking. I think right. that when you see what's his name, when you see Bill Belichick probably not being retained by the Patriots, the Chargers is the best fit for him, especially with the defense that's already ready made to win. So I don't think that either of these teams should have their head coach back. But if there were to be one, Antonio Pierce has at least shown that he can have bring some stability 
towards a dysfunctional organization pretty much during its entire time since uh, John Madden left. Yeah, and I think that you look at the Carolina Panthers. Last year with Steve Wilkes, when he took over and they had a nice little run, it looked like he had command in the locker room. He had buy-in from the players and like everybody was rallying around him and they weren't weren't a good team and it wasn't all beautiful, but you could just tell that there was a spark there. And same thing with the Raiders. I think this is dying off a little earlier than the Steve Wilkes experiment, but you know, if they do rebound from this and they maybe win some more games down the stretch, you could look at the Panthers and say, yeah, we could get rid of the guy who commands the locker room and look for somebody who's a little more flashy, I guess. But at the end of the day, we have a guy here right now who the players believe in, and maybe we right. should build on that. So you could look to Carolina. But as for who's going to win this game, but Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick, I mean, so many quarterback injuries this year. Uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Raiders. Uh, the Chargers can't win with Justin Herbert. What makes you think they're going to win with Easton <laughs> Stick? Like, Aiden O'Connell's actually shown flashes. You know, they yep. almost won a really ugly game against Minnesota. They lost 3 nothing last week. Mm-hmm. Vegas has played competent football of right. late, which is something you couldn't say for the majority they of the time pieces. with Josh McDaniel calling the plays. Right. So, yeah, so I'm taking the Raiders. And this would be like, look at the Chargers. Who would have thought that they're probably going to draft in the top 10 going into 2024? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I saw somewhere it's uh, through Justin Herbert's rookie contract. They never got a playoff win with him. And that is that is quite the disaster. But, you know, all the injuries at quarterback, which is why we're seeing Easton stick and while why we're seeing Aiden O'Connell here, all of the injuries at quarterback this year make you wonder about who could come in and replace those quarterbacks, why maybe some. We saw, you know, the, the Browns go get Joe Flacco, an old veteran, and maybe nobody expected to come back in the league. It makes you think about Cam Newton. And Cam Newton had some comments this week about game managers, and he mentioned some quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, who's probably the MVP right now, and, of course, Brock Purdy and other names in there, and basically called him game managers, basically insinuated he was better than them or should be playing ahead of them or could play if they are. Um, Alex, I know you you had some thoughts about so, what Cam had to say. Here's the thing. Cam Newton had a magical 15-1 and year where he won the MVP and made it to the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had some very unlucky things happen to him, including the terrible MVP. car, the terrible car accident that he just walked away from it, but he was never really the same as the shoulder. He got hit more than anybody. He had the Shaquille O'Neal um, treatment yes. towards, you know, right. referees right. where he wouldn't get things called him just because he was six, seven, two sixty. Having said that, if I were to list the top 50 quarterbacks over the last 20 years, who I would rank in my believability, they could complete a third and 11 to elongate a drive. Cam Newton wouldn't make the list. What Cam Newton was, was maybe the best scoring threat inside the 10 yard line yeah, that we've incredible. ever seen. That we've ever seen. That's not like Danny Tomlinson, Barry Sanders. He's 6'7, 250. So it didn't matter. <laughs> he makes Josh Allen look like me. He did things that nobody expected a quarterback ever to do. Having said that, he is he is not better than any of these guys. He is not a guy that can really spout out of his mouth things, especially now on the heels of him saying he's not taking little money to go be a backup quarterback somewhere. He's got this delusion that he could still play in the NFL, and he can't. Look at him in New England. Look at him towards the tail end in Carolina. The dude could not throw the football. What makes him think that he could spout this off against the MVP the runner-up to the MVP, you put Brock Purdy and, and Dak yeah. Prescott, whatever order you want. Jared Goff has had a career resurgence in Detroit, brought them out from the doldrums. It's like, mm-hmm. shut your mouth. You were never as good as you think you were given that one year. You know what Cam Newton is? 
a quarterback who wouldn't fall on a fumble in the Super Bowl. That's what Cam Newton. <laughs> he will be re- now. Look, I think that Cam Newton was was great. That season, he was incredible. So I think the high of his, he knows in his head that he was that good. And I think he should feel that good. And he he has, you know, the right to say whatever he wants. But I think it's been pointed out a lot. And it's true. Obviously, he's trying to say things that will get attention to his podcast, which is what a lot of former players do now. You know, that it's hot takes are the way that our culture does sports now. It just is. So people can't, right. And a lot of people think the way they think about it, but it's just the reality. So you can't be surprised when he probably thinks in his mind that that's what he needs to do to sell whatever, you know, podcast that he's on, which is, you know, what happens. But I think the other part is that, that I do agree with you. I think he does have the delusions of grandeur that he's still the player that he was or still close to the player that he was. And in reality, he's not that. And maybe it's hard for him to accept that he's not that. Maybe that's just something that he just mentally does not want to do. So I think that it's a combination of, you know, trying to pump himself up and his product up. But I think at the same time, it it, it all comes from a place where he really does think that he's still as good as Dak Prescott sure. or Jared Goff or Brock Purdy. Like he does think that. So, and in my opinion, obviously he's not. So maybe some people do share that opinion with Cam Newton, but you know, that that's on them. But I, so I do think it comes from, comes from a crazy place, no matter how you want to slice it. But moving right along, we do have to talk about the rest of the coaches in the NFL, because I think there are a lot of coaches, including the two that we just talked about, who maybe shouldn't be back with their team next year. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I have nothing but great things to say about BetterHelp personally. Uh, before the season a couple years ago, moved into a new house, a lot was going on. I was able to work with BetterHelp. They made it really easy, really convenient um, to do things on a schedule that I wanted. So you got to give credit where credit is due. And I have to personally say that I enjoyed my experience with BetterHelp. If you want to check out therapy, you're thinking of starting therapy, you have to give BetterHelp a try. Look, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient flexible. It's suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And I love this. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I did because I think in these situations with therapy, it's important to have somebody you feel you connect with and they make it really easy to do that. And the questionnaire helps you get matched with the right people in the first place. So you have a good idea of what you're looking for. And uh, I, I, I couldn't tell you uh, any better things that I could think of right now other than what I've told you so far about BetterHelp. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, we're going to continue a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. It's your team every day. Remember, it's Crossover Thursday today on the Locked On Podcast Network. So go to your local team, check out the Crossover episode. Great to get some behind enemy lines information and both sides of the game. Best preview that you could possibly get. Before we dive into some coaches who should be fired by the end of the season, do want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today 
is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus our national shows like Locked On NFL, covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be a part of history. Alex, we talked about Brandon Staley. We talked about Antonio Pierce. You teased one of the names that we may discuss here. Are there any coaches out there right now that you think should not be brought back next year? Well, Bill Belichick is one. I mean, I think it's just time. Um, it's not really a fault of anybody's. They haven't had talent. They just made Tom Brady just elevated talent. Their defenses were cutthroat top five defenses when Tom Brady was there. Uh, they didn't really pay anybody. They had Adam Vinatieri and Steven Goskowski. They had a lot of things. Um, Matthew Slater for 12 or 14 years, one of the best special teams guy ever. They had guys who were just on rinse and repeat. And they had Josh McDaniels. They had a bevy of running backs. Didn't really matter who it was. It was the rock star movie. It doesn't matter who the lead singer is. It's just they're going to be able to produce. And it's just different now. Uh, Bill O'Brien stinks. It doesn't like it's it's not what it was. So now it's time to move on. This is what I think they should do. Go to go to the Chargers, bring Josh McDaniels as OC, boot Kellen Moore because he seems to be the problem, and just start over. I'm sorry that people think that Kellen Moore is still this great guy. Look at what's happened without him in Dallas. Look at you what's happening with the Chargers now. That's really all you kind of need to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, let but before you go down the list, Tyler, I, I do want to just mention something. Some of the best coaching jobs this year have been from guys who we thought could be on the outs when the year started. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at this. So, like, not guys necessarily like Malafleur is having an incredible coaching year. Kevin yeah, Stefanski, incredible Kevin coaching year. Shane I think Stuckin, even Matt Eberflus lately. Matt with the e- I was going to mention Matt Eberflus. They've won mm-hmm. three out of four. Right. Like, with right. Justin Fields healthy and him and yep. DJ Moore, finally starting to come in and they've got yes. running backs healthy and Cole Komet's a guy and the defense mm-hmm. after trading for Montez Sweat has become this thing. Like, yep. Chicago is not to be messed around with anymore. I don't think yep. they're going to take a quarterback with number one overall. I think they've got their guy and I think Matt Eberflus is going to be the coach for the future. Sometimes it just well, takes a while. For me, though, we Chris Tabor with the Panthers, probably they're going to look for a brand-new coach in the yep. offseason, so that's low-hanging yeah. fruit. But I, ju- I want to go through the list, but I want to point out one. So you got teams like the Saints. You yep. know, Dennis Allen, how, how long are they going to do that? Are they tired yep. of doing that? Uh, Tampa Bay, same thing. Todd Bowles, how long are they going to do that before they're like, okay, let's just totally restart? But those are teams to watch. Ron Rivera with the Washington yep. Commanders. I think with a new owner and Joshua Harris, I think that they're going to do that. But one that I want to point out is the Atlanta Falcons. Interesting. They're six and seven, and Arthur Smith has had three seasons. They loaded up on defense with the free agents, and he's been riding. He went back to Desmond Ritter again. Like, where are the Falcons going? Do the Falcons look like they're getting better? Like, are they better than they've been in in any other – like, I just don't see – I guess I just don't see market improvement. And Arthur Smith kind of gets him in weird spots with the way he acts publicly. And I just don't know if it, they either have to make a big splash at quarterback or they're going to have to look to to maybe make some changes with Arthur Smith. So that's yeah. that's one that I'm looking at where if they don't finish the season very well, they could just look at that like, man, this guy isn't the leader that we need. He's a good play call and all that, but he doesn't utilize his weapons right. He's always taking heat for that. They're using these draft picks on guys that aren't properly utilized in the offense. I guess it just makes you wonder if they finish the season the wrong way. They just took a home loss, and Desmond Ritter looks terrible. Do they give Arthur Smith one more year and go out and spend on a quarterback in some way? 
Or, or do they look to use the roster they have and say, hey, we have good pieces. Let's just see if we can get a new guy to lead them. So that's one that's that sticks out to me as interesting. That's a Ben Johnson hire for me. They need a young OC to come in there and just – A young Arthur Smith. The they did. What did you say? A young Arthur Smith because people thought yeah. of Arthur Smith like they think of Ben Johnson now. They you need know a hard I mean? reset because, listen, Desmond Ritter has shown flashes with his skill set. They're not using him correctly. They're not playing to his strengths correctly. And you want to bring in a I'm quarterback. Not a Desmond Ritter guy, so you're not going to get me there. I think Taylor yeah, well, I mean, if you want to, your boy. If you want to trade three first-round picks and move up to the top two and draft Drake May, do it. You've got the offense for the future. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything for the next decade. You don't need anything. So, yeah. I mean, maybe they do that. Maybe they make a big move. But, yeah, anyways, as, as you were on your list. Uh, well, I, I think that's about it. I mean, Sean McDermott, maybe if you asked us a week ago, but a big win against Kansas City. They And with the Miami Dolphins losing that game, they look like they could get back into it pretty quickly. Um, I, I think another coach like Brian Dable, we would have talked about maybe earlier in the week, but they've shown, you know, the Giants have won some games. And with, you know, Tommy DeVito, we got to give him his credit. I think that saved Brian, job, uh, Brian Dable's job, even though I don't think he should have been on the hot seat, but if he was, one more interesting one, Alex, just before we move on, real quick here. Did the Steelers lose out or come close? Don't make the playoffs. Any heat on Mike Tomlin? We've heard some no whispers. Any heat on Mike Tomlin? No way. Okay, I'm no. with you there. I wouldn't fire no. me. I'm, I'm with I'll you. take the next 60 years. I'll take the last 60 years of history. Right. That's why they don't fire head coaches. Mike Tomlin, yeah. like I had Chris, I did a crossover with Chris Carter. Uh, two weeks ago before the Cardinals beat the Steelers. And right. I was like, I was like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, and and what, what we discussed was you'd rather have a stable marriage than be single. And you have a stable marriage. It's boring. It's not great right. all the time, but you know right. what you get when you come home. And Mike Tomlin is better than 20 head coaches in the NFL. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. good enough. Yep. Yep. You are a hundred percent right on that. But with that being said, we got to go to our favorite segment of the week, of the show, the best games of week 15. We are going to dive into that. But first. (laughs) Dramatic pause. This episode of Locked on NFL Thursday is brought to you by FanDuel. The weather's getting colder, but the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Mm -hmm. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. Bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And I gave a shout-out to my boy Tyler Rowland on my show today. I will give him a shout-out on our show today. Dak Prescott was a plus 600 to win the MVP when we started talking two weeks ago. Now he's the odds-on favorite at plus 150. Oh, how the turntables, Michael Scott. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and take advantage of this incredible offer. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. He's Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. I'm Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals at Clancy's Corner. You can listen to us free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube for our respective podcasts and for Locked on NFL. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. If you haven't appreciated football, and I've said this to you every damn week, you've missed out. Now you only got three weeks 
four weeks. I can never do the 18 minus 15 because you have to add a week. It's not real math. It's not real math. Um, There's four weeks left. And here we go. Uh, Best best games of week 15. I will start off. Thank you very much. Um, And there's a couple here. And I'm going to take one because Tyler and I have to swallow our pride here collectively with this first game. And it's the Broncos and Lions. Yes, Broncos and Lions. We were wrong. And yes, we were wrong. Sean Payton makes why. a huge difference. It didn't make I mean, the run they got on, it's crazy. It's And you know I what? Russell Wilson's playing like Russell Wilson. Sean Payton dust up, dusts it off his coaching cobwebs, and yep. they're building something special. They're one game out of the AFC West lead. Yeah. Yes. You know, yep. so that's one for me. And listen, I love the Lions, but Tyler, I said when the season started, I picked Minnesota to win the division, even though I said two years ago on this podcast the Detroit Lions would be ready in 2023 to win. They, they're still Lions, so they still need to get there. They haven't done anything yet. They still need to get there, and that's something that we haven't seen yet. So, But I will say that's one that I'm super excited about this weekend. What about you? Yeah, that's a great matchup, and it's crazy because we don't have – like there aren't a ton of matchups that like pop out like record versus record are really great, but there are a ton of little middle class NFL matchups like Vikings, Bengals, both seven and six Steelers, Colts, both seven and six. Uh, those are good matchups. Even bears, Browns, eight and five, five and eight Buccaneers, Packers, both six and seven. Like these are all good matchups uh, in the middle of the NFL. But one that really stands out to me is obviously the Cowboys against yep. the bills. Uh, that's a big one. The Cowboys look like the hottest team in the NFL right now. They're playing excellent football, uh, coming off finally vanquishing uh, vanquishing, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Dak Prescott, again, like you said, looking like the MVP. Uh, We told you to hop on that at plus 600. But the Bills look to have saved their season by also uh, getting a big win last week against the Chiefs. With the Dolphins losing, they're in prime position. They really need to turn it on now. If you get a win against the Chiefs, and then you get a win against the Cowboys at 10 and 3, and you're 8 and 6, and you're Buffalo, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. And maybe we're a wild card team, and maybe that's how we get in, but you're you're starting to play better when it matters most. And Buffalo could get their season back on track. So that's a big game in the four o'clock window that I'm sure everybody's going to be watching. Yeah, and I, I think that's a lot more about the Cowboys than about the Bills. Uh Dak Prescott hasn't ever done it when he I don't to. agree. I well, don't no, agree. So I, here's the thing. I think the big story the Bills, is the Bills getting back on track. But I, right, so the, the Cowboys have good storylines too. So, you know. Right. But the Bills, they're having a down year. They're not playing well. Okay. So if they make the playoffs. Maybe they're not, though. Maybe they're not. If they beat the Cowboys and they get on a run and they get right. into the wild card, maybe they're not, though. And that's why I think this is a big one. But yes. If, if the Cowboys blow out the Bills, it shows me a lot more about the Cowboys being legit than the Bills not being. Because we I don't really think the Bills are. So that's kind of what I meant by that. Now, if the Bills win, just like they're probably going to by 17 points, that's what the beauty of the NFL. There's never anything that makes sense ever, 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 ever. Now, one with that, Tyler Rowland, my most favorite. And listen, you've got you've got the fun ones. Like you've got Ravens and Jaguars on Sunday night. The next one. That's that's probably the best one overall, honestly, because the Jags need to get it together, man. Right. And I don't listen. Doug Peterson, some of his play calling, I don't understand. Going forward on fourth and short. Inside your own territory, down seven when you have three timeouts last week. I don't get it. They didn't get it. Doug Peterson goes for it way too much, in my opinion. He, uh, Tony Wiggins and I from Locked on Jaguars go back and forth a lot with that. Now, there is – and then the Eagles and Seahawks. We'll see if Geno Smith is healthy Monday night. But there's one for me. This is the diamond in the rough for me. 
Okay. And it's because the Chiefs offense hasn't been playing well. And it's because it's Foxborough in December. And it's because oh. it's Bill Belichick. And it's because oh. this is his Super Bowl in 2023. Zappy game. Okay. This is my upset pick of the week. Okay. Oh, wow. Bailey Zappy coming in. And this is going to be like, it's one of those where it's in Buffalo when Mac Jones threw the ball three times and they still won during the snowstorm right. 2021 or whatever it was. It's not going to be that. I see the Patriots winning this game because they're wrestling with a wounded animal in the Chiefs. Something's wrong in Kansas City. They don't have any weapons. Martavis Martavis Valdez Scantling can't catch the ball. No. Uh, Kadarius Tony doesn't know what the line of scrimmage is. Line up. You know, like, and we'll see. I mean, either that or I'm going to be completely wrong. But I think Bailey Zappi showed enough with him, his connection with Hunter Henry and Cortland Sutton last, or not Cortland Sutton. Um, Whatever the big wide receiver. Sorry? Devontae Parker? Yeah, Devontae Parker last week. Like, I think that this is going to be a game where the Patriots will shock some people. That is a great place to finish today's show. We will we will see how that plays out on Sunday. But that is going to do it for a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Again, I am Tyler Rowland, uh, host for Locked On Titans, here with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. Make sure you tune in to the Friday edition of Locked On NFL and as I tell you guys, it's Thursday, but start your weekend early. Stay safe out there. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Stay 